Sam. Lindsay, welcome to the Brighton Business Show on Radio Reverb for our October show. I can't, it's October already. What's going on this year? I'm absolutely loving the change in season, I'm not going to lie. Really? Yeah, I love a jumper and a jean and a boot. <laughs> <laughs> and you're looking fabulous oh, in thank your, you. your... I do feel conflicted because I love summer, but I love autumn fashion, so I'm like, oh... Yeah, see, I'm all about the summer. Are you all about them summer? La- them last two, th- them first two weeks of September, when I was absolutely roasting, I, w- I was in the sea about a million times. Really? No, loved it, loved it. I did take the opportunity to get in the water, because obviously August was a bit hit and miss. Not great, shall we not say. great, shall we especially say? at home with the kids. Not great for the six weeks holidays, bless them. No, and it's nice, September is always nice, I think, yeah. especially those first two weeks. We're just starting to tail off a little bit. Towards the end of September, haven't we? But yeah. we are generally lucky. I found in Connected, like prior to running a business, I didn't actually know when the exact season change was. But now where I obviously write newsletters and communicate with our audience, then I need to say what season we're in or season changing. And it's blown my mind because in my head, 1st of September was autumn and mm. like 1st of December is Christmas, is winter. And that is not the case. It's the end of September. So when people talk about Indian summers in September, it's yeah. like, no, it's it's literally just summer. Just summer, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, I'm, I actually don't think I'd be disappointed if it was summer all year round. Um, I, although I don't mind a little walk on the seafront when I'm wrapping up when it's a little bit chilly. Um, I'm all about the summer. It's just to, for me, it's to getting up early because I'm an early bird. I'll get up at five in the morning. When, when it's bright and I've opened my curtains at five and it's sun shining and I'm down on the beach at six, I'm like, this is gold. This is nice. I noticed as well running the business how hard it is to be productive when it's sunny. Because you're like, yeah. oh, we don't get sunshine very much. Like, when you're in another country where it was sunny all year round, <laughs> I'm sure it'd be very different. But for us, obviously, it's a little bit different. So when the sun's out, I'm like, oh, maybe I'll just do something out of, you know, I'll do some of my stuff outside yeah. instead of inside. So I'm kind of glad for a slight change because it's going to make me more productive. <laughs> good chat, good chat. I'm with, you, I'm with you on that. I'm with you. Well, look, we're for the October show, we are 10th of October. World Mental Health Day. Yes. So I know, obviously, we've spoke about this in previous shows, um, but we've put a little bit of a different twist on it this this month, aren't we? We are indeed. So we're really particularly looking at how we engage our workforces for mental health in terms of Mental Health Day, because depending on the size of your business, depends on what you can do. And so days like this are a really great opportunity to kind of shine a light for your employees and also to engage your audiences too, because... As we've talked about before the show, mental health impacts everybody. Mm. And there's different ways and tools that we can use to help our mental health. And mindfulness is something that comes up an awful lot about managing mental health. Absolutely, yeah. And it's something, you know, I've become a lot more aware of, um, you know, struggling in the past with mental health. But actually this year, just as a business owner and as an entrepreneur, you're running around a million miles an hour, your brain's always busy and trying to calm your brain down and and use mindfulness techniques, yoga, um, meditation, stuff like that is so, so important. Um, it's something I struggle with quite a lot, actually. Um, but I have been mindful of tr- knowing that I've got to try and change that and that's something I've really focused on uh, as much as I can this year and I'm, I'm trying to get better at it. But what about yourself? Do you... No, I remember just saying, you were talking about you were doing a meditation challenge, weren't I did, you? yeah, yeah, yeah. How done, did that go? I've done it at so the beginning of, in January. I've done, there's a 30-day course on an app called Calm. Hmm. And I've done it. I did do it every day, religiously, 10 minutes a day. Um, and I'd be lying if I said I've kept it up and done it every day. But I'll try at, at, as many times a week as possible to just try and do 10 minutes a day. And I, But I really struggle with it. I sit there um, and my mind wanders and... But it's, 
it's trying to re- recognise that that's okay, and it's just a skill that you've got to keep practising. And and just trying is the main thing, isn't yeah. it? That try to do something different. I've um, added a few different habits into my lifestyle, so I don't have my mobile phone in my bedroom okay. because what I was finding as soon as I wake up, that's it. I'm on my phone. I'm doing social media. I'm answering emails. I mean, impressively productive immediately mm. that I open my eyes. But now I keep my phone downstairs, so I give myself a chance to really like set my system up. So I do kind of think about the day ahead. I've got a notepad next to my bed as well. And so any ideas that have come to me in the night, I'll pop those all down. So I've got loads of notepads. I love a notepad. I don't know if anyone else can relate to this, but I love... I've got too many notepads now. But I kind of get it all out of my head, and then I write a journal in the morning, and I do a gratitude journal before I go to bed. And that's all without my phone. And I definitely feel like a calmer human for it. Which being a business owner, as you said, it is, you know, it is stressful. As much as I encourage people to run their own businesses and be their authentic self, it's not an easy ride, Mm. but it's a better ride because you're being true to yourself. But these habits are really important for us to be able to keep some semblance of balance as you as you go through. Mm. And some days we'll be good at it like you have been and some days we won't be good at it like I've been. (laughs) You know, it just depends. And to not beat yourself up for it. Yeah, I I love that. it's something I'm. This is what I'm just about to start. Actually, for October, is the the gratitude diary and the, and the and the journaling a little bit more. But such a key thing. There's so many podcasts I've listened to and books I've actually read about what you just mentioned about the mobile phone. I, exactly the same. I'll get up. It's next to me because I've got my timer. I'll get up and the first thing I do is grab my my phone. Then I'm like, go to the toilet. And you're sitting there on your phone, but it's just constantly you're absorbing content straight away. So whether it is checking that email, where they, so many people say, I think Dr. Bang and Chatterjee had talked about it, um, Jay Shetty, and they say exactly that. If you don't have your phone in your room and you just allow yourself to, so whether you get up and do exercise and or you do some meditation or something that is not absorbing content, it's a great way to start the day. So that's something I'm trying to change as I'll, I'll move forward. But it's testing what works for you, isn't it? Because yeah, I think yeah. sometimes it's very easy to look at all these kind of really great gurus and be like, oh, yeah, no, I should be doing an hour an hour meditation every day and standing on my head and having a wheatgrass shot. And, you yeah. know, <laughs> yeah. like I can't, it doesn't all, some people just can't get the, ha- get the hang of it mm. at all. Whereas actually a, there's a two-minute meditation I do on YouTube. And I used to do it a lot when I was in corporate before presentations. And it was just like this re- repetitive voice saying, like, all the confidence you have you have within you and it was just like repeating it was just a two minutes and that two minutes my eyes start listening to that used to give me like everything that I need mm-hmm. so it is just testing and like with the journals I like to write my journal of an evening and in the morning but there's great apps I use another um, journal app for gratitude and I it's really good just to get it out what is that what, what app so is the that? one is on only on Android sorry <laughs> Apple users <laughs> it's very good um, I'm gonna actually just look it up which it's called presently Oh, okay. And I really love it. And so I put it every day, and then it tells you how many days you've done. So it's got a little bit of a gamification. You can change the settings so it's a pretty colour depending on what you want to do. So you can personalise it. So it just depends what works for you. Some people are very digital, yeah, and other yeah. people, um, and I like to get a bit of a blend really between paper and digital. Yeah, see, I'm still even want me to do lists. I've got all these things in my calendars and bits and pieces. I do, I, I, I'm a bit of a technophobe, but I do love the tech stuff and the apps and stuff. I've got an app for that and app for that. But I do still love a, a notepad just writing brain dumping writing me of ideas now i have a lot of my coaching clients where i like to mind map so you've got Mm. to let yourself be creative when you are trying to really unlock what it is you want out of life how you want to do that Mm. who do you want to do it with what does it look like i think there's something really powerful in just sort of unlocking that part of you that is creative there's that whole theory around all the different um, aspects that you can do that help your mental health so it's like you know getting outside exercising being playful 
being being creative. Do you remember they brought out all those adult colouring books yeah. to help with your mental health? It's sort of very similar. So you just take a blank sheet of paper and you write in the middle what it like the question that you've got for yourself, and yeah. then you just draw lines off and you just jot it down, just noodle on it. It's quite a, to be honest. That one of the things we done on the stand up comedy course when we done that was exactly that. When you're trying to come up with ideas and script, it is literally just idea in there, bang, lines off. Oh, where's that gone? And, and that's a, such a creative process and it's, it works really well 100 percent. and as a in business i find it really helpful so when i was putting together my coaching program and i wanted to give it a name and a brand i was like what what are the words that are important to me and what words do i feel represents me yeah. and so i just did a mind map of all these different words and it was you know kind of you know like empowerment and accountability and authenticity and self-belief and love and all this stuff and then i was like just looking at all of these different words and it just jumped out at me like authentic power like that that's 100 percent that. what i can resonate with but just being able to see it and just getting it out of your head. So that's what we're really excited about with our guest today. It's like, how do we get in and out of our heads, whether that's as an individual or as part of a team or as business owners, to just be more mindful yeah. that mental health can have a really negative impact on us if we're not mindful yeah. and to fit that into our lifestyles every day. Absolutely. Um, so look, should we introduce our, our fabulous guests? Let's do show? it. We have got the amazing... Cara Murphy Howe from the Meditation and Yoga Effect, and she's joined by Claire Elms from Inspire You. And they are both very inspiring. Very excited to talk it's to them. It's going to be awesome. Should we? Uh, let's get them on. Let's get them in. Welcome to our fabulous guests on the show today. We would love it if you could tell our audience a little bit about you. We know lots about you, and we love you already. But Cara, tell our audience a little bit about you and what you do. Um, well, thank you so much for having me this morning. Um, so I'm the founder of Meditation and Yoga Effects. Um, so I'm a yoga teacher and I specialise in um, children's yoga, adults, menopause, also chair yoga. So I do work in care homes um, with dementia patients and people that have mobility issues. Um, I'm also a complete meditation geek. So I'm a meditation teacher um, and I do, um, I'm a sound healer, so I do sound baths, um, so that's something else that I'm really, really passionate about. Um, and yeah, I used to work kind of in the corporate world, um, and I project managed the wellbeing program there for five years. So I work in corporate environments, um, as I mentioned, um, uh, care homes. So my eldest sort of um, student or participant that I work with is 102, wow. um, and the youngest is six because I work in schools as well so yeah really really diverse and varied um, uh, audience that makes my job even more fun so it's all the things that I love doing myself and really really passionate about but also being able to work with yeah really diverse audience makes it and, every uh, day very different and I can uh, jump in here because <laughs> I have had the, the sound bars are incredible and if people haven't done them wow 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 got, got to give them a go uh, I start as we spoke about previously in the introduction. I started to do a little bit of meditation and mindfulness, and I've struggled with it to be honest over the over the course of it. And then, but I did go and and experience it with Cara and do the sound baths. And it was the first time, and I hand on heart, I actually well, I sat up afterwards and I went, ah, I think I get it. I got what meditation was about. I felt like I was floating, but I was present the whole time. It's incredible. So if you haven't done it. You gotta give it a go. It's awesome. I have tried a sound, not with you yet, but I have tried a sound bath. It was I just broken up with a boyfriend, and he'd, we'd moved out, and I was like, I feel like I need to like clear the energy from the house. 
And so my lovely friend came over who does sound baths, and he gave he gifted me a sound bath, oh, which is like an F bowl, which is like a love bowl, I think. Yeah, a heart. Heart bowl, heart yes. Chakra, yeah. So it was like seven thirty in the morning, and he put all these bowls <laughs> around my poor neighbours. Um, <laughs> put all these bowls around me, and he said the, en- the energy in here is really good, Lindsay. Like it's just within. You've got to. You just need to release some yeah. from within. And we did the sound bath, and it was really. It did feel genuinely really healing. And I have my so my, my bowl. He was like, just give it a bang whenever you kind of want to clear the air. Or <laughs> and so I, sometimes I just will walk down my stairs. It's the bottom of my stairs, and I'll just give it a good old bang, mm. or go around do it around the edge. But just just to help. I just love the sound that it makes, yeah. and even just from that one it small motion. You, yeah, so exactly. The sound is so powerful. It is super powerful. It? So it really connects with people in different ways, and as you say, it'll unblock any sort of sort of energy that might be sort of stuck so 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 healing and, and relaxing and takes you to kind of you know into sort of the brain waves where you can just properly let go and rest and relax so that's yeah it's so powerful because exactly what you're doing in terms of like holding that space to allow people to really let go because we're so tense aren't we yeah <laughs> as a generation <laughs> or across the generations yeah, you know society, six to a hundred yeah it's like 100%. a culture thing yeah yeah because you've been in the industry now for 15 years Claire you're yeah. running your own business. I feel old now. No. <laughs> <laughs> you got like a day of a 21. Look at you. Tell us a bit about you and what you do. So, I mean, I started out in the NHS um, working with children. Um, I did frontline social work, so that's kind of where my background is. Um, and then um, I was looking for a job um, just before the kind of credit crunch in 2008. And I was chatting to a friend. I was sea swimming at the time, and I was chatting to her, and I was like... I just can't find anything I want to do. And she was like, well, why don't you set something up for yourself? And I was just like, that was enough of a seed. Like, anyone that knows me knows that you only need to give me a little bit of a hint of an idea. And I'm like, right, I'm going to set up this business. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And um, so I started out, like, I had no idea about business. I didn't know about business planning. I didn't know anything. And I found all the things I needed to set myself up and um, had it as a sideline for a really long time. Um, uh, I think I it's hard to believe in yourself and hard to trust that it's okay and I'd seen like my parents struggle with um, being self-employed and I'd seen that kind of struggle of the hustle and I was like I don't want to do that and so um, yeah I kept employed I wanted to be part of a team I felt quite isolated I was having loads of people just come see me all the time at home and I think for me it was like just trusting that Actually, I can, like, I used to have conversations with my husband pretty much every week going, I wish I could just make this, like, my career. Because I was going into the NHS and just getting more and more trodden down and more and more frustrated about processes and stuff that just wasn't working. And, um, yeah, and then I set it all up and it's kind of grown. And I think the pandemic, I had two young kids, and then the pandemic gave me a bit of space to think about myself. I was planning to rebrand and um, ended up focusing a lot on myself, which was really weird. So I went quite into deep meditation. I went quite into just finding my own way and my own path and what it looks like to be self-employed fully and have embraced kind of the local business community since and just meeting people like Cara and just, um, yeah, just evolving the business. So now we work with... I think when I was in the NHS, I worked with severe and enduring mental health. So um, Millview, I was in, in the community team there with the adults. I was in CAMS in lockdown when it was really, really bad. Um, and so for me, kind of coming away from that real severe and enduring mental health, like how can I stop people getting to that point in the first place was like my focus. So it was very much about kind of supporting people's resilience, focusing on mental fitness, focusing on 
emotional intelligence, all of these kind of buzzwords that we use quite a lot in our in our world, but a lot of people don't really know what they mean. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, kind of focusing on the preventative stuff and being more proactive, and we do that with individuals. I've got children's therapists, so we still work with children, um, and then we've got um, a lot of stuff in organisations that we're doing um, in terms of workplace wellbeing and how we can stop people getting to the point where they're signed off stressed. Amazing. Yeah, I think, I mean, uh, thank you both so much, obviously, one for, for coming on, but for sharing that as well with us. But I think that today, really, the idea is that it's World Mental Health Day on the 10th of October. Um, so it's one of the reasons we, we wanted to, to embrace this show. And one thing I've taken out from what you sort of saying there, but and the word preventative, so what can we do? And that's what we really want to try and get out, I think, of today as well, from a mindfulness point of view and how we can, you know, prevent poor mental health by tackling those sort of subjects. So focusing on that mental health in the workplace, what we can advice we can give for business owners, solo entrepreneurs, you know, and people like that and see what, what, how we can help and support really, I think is the main key. And as, in, and as individuals, you know, we always try and look at this from an employer and an employee perspective. Yeah, you know, our lovely listeners at Radio Reverb will be broad and mixed and we want to make of sure course. that everyone's enjoying what we're talking about and taking something away that they can actually apply in their lives. And it's so interesting talking to both of you. We had to talk about, med- about meditation and how to use meditation. And I loved you talking about getting into a deep meditation because that sounds so alluring. I'm like, oh, I'd love to get in deep meditation. <laughs> but we were saying trying to make the time to do it. And especially when you're, if you're a business owner, giving your staff the time to do meditation. Because what are you finding when you're talking to business owners in terms of engaging their workforces is the biggest barrier or challenge for them? that task focused stuff isn't it and that's come I think from COVID is like everyone's busy like culture is busy life's busy think everyone has busy lives everything is like 100 miles an hour this is the world we live in now everything is instant everything is like there isn't it um so people work remotely people aren't always in the same place um you know if they are it's like people are busy so it's really hard to like find that time um, so we kind of talk to people about just taking like 20 minutes at the beginning of a working day. Like you don't, you don't need to listen to a meditation. You don't need to go into, I think people think of meditation as a bit fluffy and they think of it as something that you need to go into in like a really big way. But actually like you can just set intentions and that can be enough. And once you've got into the flow, I mean, it took me, I don't know about you, Cara, but when I did my training, all these people were having all these amazing um, impact things and I just could, all I could see was the black behind my eyes and I was like, I must be doing something wrong because I can't see it. Like all these people having really profound things happening in their meditations and I was like, I, don't, I can't do it, I can't do it. <laughs> and it used to really upset me because I was like, I need to teach this to people but yeah, I can't do it myself and so like you kind of look at what your blockers are and why you can't do it and I think it's not for everybody, but there is something to do for everybody that's in that space. So I think it's finding the technique that works for you. What, what, what are the main blockers then? I'd be interested, like, from speaking to people and stuff, because I, I really, me and you have spoke about it a yeah, few times, Carl, yeah. and we've like, I really, I really struggle with it. Mm. Really struggle just to sit still. Yeah. And like, I've got a busy, busy mind. Uh, busy mind constantly, always on the go. And part of me is okay with that, and I like it, but I just, uh, I'm, I know that I, in the past I've struggled with my mental health, so thinking, like, how do I, how can I prevent that and combat that? 
bike trying to take so we've spoken about sea swimming which I yeah. love um, and that's a it can be a very mindful activity can't it yeah, like going for sea swim or even having a really cold shower it's yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, exactly. Oh. It brings you to the present moment because yeah. of the, the the shift in temperature of uh, you know the cold water hitting your skin, the breathing. Mm. So, it, I love the cold showers. I do that. Yeah. Me nearly too. every day now yeah. Yeah. but so. it's harder when now the weather's turned we're talking about the seasonal shift <laughs> yeah. so I am very like reluctantly turning that it's yeah. cold now <laughs> but I know is it not going all the way down to one now <laughs> <laughs> I procrastinate Ooh, just, for ages yeah. and then I'm in and then I feel set for the day and then, I think yeah. it's funny isn't it because even my daughters do it now um, do they? My, my kids are five and seven and they, they love it they're like can I do the cold shower bit because I always do like a little cold burst at the end of their shower yeah. and they're like ah but like my husband thinks we're crazy but it, like the health benefits are so important and actually you can see when they haven't done it for a bit because their like energy's all like hit up mm. so like it's much more noticeable in kids I think like as adults we know to kind of hold it in a bit mm. more but with kids if they haven't done anything that like because it's that bit where it takes your breath away mm. and you know when I trained in breath work last year it was very much around that kind of the moment when it grabs your breath like you don't need to take like a five minute cold shower like literally just turning it on for like 15 20 seconds at the end of the shower is enough to start with yeah. so it's that like when it takes your breath that's the bit where the magic happens that's where all the science kicks in yeah. so um that, that's the kids love it they they um, I get the ice bath out and they're in there before anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> it can be our biggest teachers when yeah. it comes to sort of that mindfulness practice because they're not, you know, to your point, Sam, like, don't force it, just just let it kind of, you know, sit for like a couple of minutes or start your day just with just a minute when you wake up mm. before, and then you say not reaching for your phone, that's such a good healthy habit, just do a minute's breath work. And then set your intentions of how you want to show up, what energy you want to bring. Not thinking about what productivity to-do lists and things like that, but just yeah, just just not forcing it. Mm. And I think children just let their emotions out, don't they? Yeah. Whereas sometimes we're trying to push the emotions down and force ourselves into kind of, well, I've got all this stuff buzzing around my head now. I need to sit in silence with it. And mm. sometimes, you know, that that can be really hard. So breaking it down into like little micro steps and little tiny tiny couple of minutes here couple of minutes there when you're making your cup of tea or brushing your teeth or having your cold shower just using that as kind of like little steps towards creating kind of like that shift in in change because it is really hard like when I teach yoga at the end some sometimes I'm teaching people that just really struggle to even lay still and you know a lady asked me whether whether it was um, unusual to feel emotional because she's just never ever gives herself permission to rest and to be and not to be doing stuff and being productive and it's that's kind of really really challenging isn't it and I think we see it in the workplace I think we see it in our own lives I think we see it in our ch- on our kids lives as well with just the bombardment of distractions and noise and I think if, yeah, if you can just go with it it's from hard day to, to day, up, isn't, isn't it? it? It's really, really like, yeah. I think it's personality types as well. So I'm a really fast-paced person. I'm a busy person. I'm a doer. It's really hard to switch off and slow down because those two words don't come in my vocabulary. 
yeah, very resonate with that. So I, I feel you, Sam. I feel like that that really that was a really long learning curve for me. Was mm. like, how do I? And like I, you know, in our in our world, we always have we have regular kind of support from coaches as well to keep our practice up and running and keep our keep so that we know what we're doing and that we can sort of talk to people about where people might be stuck or if we're struggling with certain things. And for me, the thing that keeps coming up is slow down. And and I'm not very good at slowing down. I, there's always a million and one things to do. And I think as a business owner, like loads of people have that. Like, you know, I speak to business owners and they're really shocked when I say I don't work full time. Like I work around my kids. So I work, I have a day off a week. Um, for me now, because my youngest is at school, that's really exciting. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> so yesterday was um, one of my clients named it Me Monday. How's your Me Monday going? Or how's your Me Monday been yesterday? And I was like, oh, that's so good. I'm using that. Yeah. So yeah, for me, like Mondays are about me now, and like I haven't had that before. So this is new. It's like, how am I making this work for me? And you know, most business owners, most people are always on the go. There's like, you know, a gazillion emails, notifications, like phone calls whatsapp groups there's a whatsapp group for everything right okay. there's facebook groups for everything how do you find that time to just stop thinking about stuff and that's the thing like i'm always thinking how do i stop thinking and that was one of my locks for a really long time it's how do i stop my brain from thinking i can't my yeah. brain's always thinking but it's kind of i think the as you start that's to get okay, into it, it's okay as yeah. soon as someone said to that's, me that's, it's okay just allow okay, it to yeah. think and like when I do meditations, I have like little thinking clouds. So I put all my thoughts on thinking clouds. I have a big tree where I put things on there. I like if I'm doing one on the sea, I'll put um, like things will float out to sea. So I kind of allow myself to still think these things, but then notice it and allow it to go. And I think that's that was the biggest thing that allowed me to kind of overcome that block. Because I think mm-hmm. for me, I was like it's a bit fluffy I can't do this my brain won't do it and I was like oh I can't like everyone's doing it why can't I do it it used to really get like really get me frustrated it's called Um, a practice for a reason isn't it mm. it's not like you just do it the once and you're like well I nailed it amazing I I think that's it like for me I've definitely allowed myself to be okay with that because I'm the same with like if you're going to run a marathon I can't just get up and run a marathon tomorrow I've got to train for that so I've got to run 5k one day and then I'm going to build that up and build it up so I I have got my head around that you know what this is just part of the learning curve and the practice I've got to keep doing it consistency is key isn't it yeah whether and back to your point Carl I think that's really interesting about and that's why I try to do a little bit more is just little small bite-sized things so yeah am I going to sit there and meditate for an hour a day probably not I haven't got the in my head I haven't got the time um, but I, I don't, don't do that and I but, think that's yeah. important right yeah, yeah, yeah. to understand that that's not what it's about yeah 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 just finding what works like, like you mentioned earlier Claire, what, what actually what works for you so it may be that yeah. it's a that my only form of mindfulness that day is going to be two minutes in a cold shower and, but that's okay yeah. I've done something that day yeah. that's going to help with my mental health and I think also then being really mindful of mindful of like the kind of the inner dialogue that's going on in our heads mm. because people will go, I can't do it or I'm not good at it. Yeah. And it's it's kind of, it. That's it's not about it, you can't do it because mm. that's placing kind of a limitation in your mm. mind. It's so about... I can't do it yet. Yeah. I'm yeah. learning to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm learning to get better. And I think, yeah, and I think for, to that point, it's kind of, yeah, that, that kind of self-compassion around mm. actually, you know, sometimes I'll have 
session meditation sessions where I'll have such you know I'm like Claire I, I work 100 miles an hour and hence why I got into meditation because I was always a very anxious child I suffered IBS I really found it very very difficult to stay calm and present mm. so you know that's why kind of I, I got into yoga and meditation and it's really really changed you know absolutely everything that I do how I parent how I you know um, work and yeah but it is kind of yeah about having that kind of like forgiveness and compassion and if I skip a day you know for whatever reason that's okay mm. and if I don't have very good meditation session that's okay sometimes it's really really have a really positive breakthroughs but sometimes I don't sometimes I fall asleep <laughs> wake myself up that's such good advice though for people so like you can't get it you can't get it wrong and it's no. just yeah. just trying and yeah. starting small I did um something with my coach called positive intelligence positive and it's intelligence is yeah positive intelligence is great and it's even just if you just take a second to just kind of feel the ridges of your like cut, shut your eyes shut your eyes listeners and then just feel <laughs> the ridges between your fingers and you can kind of r- go across your full fingers and then just hi- try and hear the furthest away sound and the closest sound and that might only be for a minute but it just does that slow down just a, even a mini slow down the energy that you little burst of energy you can get from that because it will just clear some of the noise to enable you to focus because yeah. there's that there's that other thing as well and uh, all my own businesses is i'll be keen to sit but it's that for me a lot of it i'm trying to get better at but it's the guilt that i feel yeah. for not working cause I've yeah. walked, there's always something to do yeah. i know there's always going to be yeah. something to do so uh, for me to slow down and sit there for a minute and actually self-care and look after myself i'm somewhere down the bottom here and don't do that so I'm like, I'll be alright, don't matter. And you just, so then I feel, because if I'm doing that and I'm sitting there being, trying to practice meditation, rather than look at it, I'm looking after myself and I'm going to be a better version of myself because of that, it's like, oh, I've got a million things to do. Actually, I haven't got time to do this. And I'm just, and you feel guilty. Whether I'm sitting there watching telly or doing something really mundane, I feel guilty that I'm not mm. then being productive because society, we're in a place now where society is constantly, you know, you've got to be productive 24 hours in a day, we can do da 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 And I was on that and almost promoting that, like, oh, look how busy I am and yeah. all that. Well, actually, I'm just a busy fool because I'm working silly and then you're going to burn out eventually. And I think that's the thing. I hit burnout in 2015. Really? And I would never have gone to the doctor. Like, burnout was for failures. Burnout was for people that just didn't hack it, couldn't hack the pace. That was my mentality. I was like... People were burning out left, right, and centre. It was front line. It was it was hard. You know, we're having to work with people. We're having to like, you know, the the bottom line was we were having to take kids away. We were having to like work out if people are lying or not. We were having to do loads of really tricky stuff, um, and too many too many clients, right? Which is what a lot of people have generally. I think we, you know, and I think for me being able to sort of. Had I not got married at that point and taken three weeks off, I don't know what state I would have been in. Like, my husband literally picked up my laptop, closed it down, and he said, you're done. And he wow. literally took it and put it in the cupboard, and he said, everything else can wait. And I was like, I just need to adjust, adjust. And so now, when I catch myself saying, I just, then I know that I'm on that slope, and I know that I need to stop. And it's like being able to kind of clock yourself before you get to that point. And so we talk about, I talk about like wellness plans, right? So I talk to people about like, you've got a, you know, like a a physical health routine, whatever, you go to the gym three times a week, you do whatever you need to do. What do you do for your mental space? Because actually like, you know, we talk about mental fitness in the same way as we talk about physical fitness. And 
for me, the first thing that goes when I'm busy is my mental, my physical health. I will maybe not go to that class because I feel tired or maybe I won't um, do that thing that I want to do for me because like I've got to do X, Y, Z. And I think having having better systems in the business and having people to delegate stuff to makes a big difference. So like I've got um, an admin worker now and so I can like offload so many things that I was just doing myself like to her and it's great. I'm like, yeah. oh my God, you can do that. Um, but I think having like as a sole trader, as that person just doing all the things, it was really hard and mm. it was really hard to to know what to do and what to lean into and what not to lean into. And that's where I think things like business coaching, personal coaching really comes into its own because, you know, like I work with business owners all the time and the first thing they say is I work 60, 70 hours a week. And I'm like, right, that needs to stop. Are you ready to stop that? Because let's not do that anymore. Yeah, <laughs> that's shaping the culture yeah. as well. So yeah. it, you know, that's the first thing to stop. Do that. Like we can run a business really successfully working probably half those hours at least or at least sort of a 40 hour week you know the government has guidelines don't they about 48 hours I don't know how they've got that magical number but if people work more than 48 hours a week they say that it's detrimental to to your mental health it's detrimental to your productivity you're kind of busy being busy and not actually getting to the the bottom you're never going to get to the bottom of the list and that's the point is especially as business owners small business owners you're never you're never going to get to the end there's always there's always always something that you can be doing and I definitely in the beginning of connected whereas it's like super exciting threw myself right in and then I would just find myself having like 10 minute like disco nap between going out for events because I was just exhausted and couldn't work out where the line was between like life and business it just became well, it becomes life. one when you enjoy yeah. it, right? When you enjoy what you do, it becomes one. And I went. I know when I first started, I was like, right, I'm only going to work nine till five. But then, you know, we all go to an event once a month on a, on a Friday morning at eight o'clock. Mm. So, like, actually, I wasn't going to things like that because it wasn't in my like, nine to five bracket. And then I was like, and there was all these other things that I was like, oh, that would be a really good event, but it's at, like, half five in the evening, so I can't go to that either. And then I was like... Actually, I can go to these things. I can do what I want. Yeah. And I think that's the thing. It's like understanding how your week wants to work. And I work with a lot of people that don't value their worth and don't mm. don't value their time and feel guilty. And actually giving yourself permission and putting in really clear boundaries. Oh, this client won't work with me if I don't do X, Y, Z. Well, then they're not your ideal client, right? Like, we bend that's over the thing, right? I was talking to coaching a lady recently because I agree with you. Like, having a coach and being coached for me has made an enormous difference mm. to my life. Like you'll never meet a more productive person than a coach. <laughs> <laughs> um, we love it, and we love helping our clients do that as well. But we were looking at her schedule and how to fit in her clients, and she was bending over backwards around her clients to fit in with a time that suited them, not that suited her. And we were saying, actually, if you wanted a PT session or to to see your doctor, you wouldn't say, well, sorry, I can't do it till seven o'clock at night, so can you do it then for me? You would fit in with their schedule. So actually, we can hold the line and we can have those boundaries. And I think that's a really important point for both your mindfulness and your mental health as a business owner to have those boundaries in place and know actually what works for you. And it's okay to just have it work. Yeah. It's okay you. to switch that up a bit as well. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I've Flex got. It we've got like an event on this Thursday there's other things going on this week so I've fitted in people around other things and that's fine I've made that choice to do that um you know I'm going away next week so there's like things move around it doesn't have to be rigid and like you know well I'm not going to do evenings and that's not how I'm going to work but actually it's about people not expecting it I think that's Mm -hmm. the thing as soon as there's an expectation it's like 
the reactive stuff, right? If you respond to a notification every time you get a notification, every time you get an email, if you're responding to that email, that's what people expect. Mm. Whereas it's also exhausting your mind exhausting. Like, yeah. to, to be kind of just switching from one thing to another. It's well, you're just in stress responses all yeah, the time. And so you're not actually not going to be good for your nervous you? system to be constantly in a reactive mode. And mm. I think it's, it's about kind of, yeah, challenging yourself, you know, to think what advice would I give to someone that, that I love? And, you know, you were saying, Sam, about feeling guilty. Mm. Like, if Kelly said that to you or anyone said, I feel guilty about taking some time out, you would know exactly the right advice yeah, to give. Yeah, and yeah. you'd come at it from a really compassionate place. Mm. And so it's kind of having that, giving that kind of self-compassion back and really saying, okay, on a Sunday night, I'm going to literally just drop in, like, however you break up your week. Because every, every, life just ebbs and flows, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, cool just you know having those those protected moments um to remind yourself just to 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 either like go for a quick swim Mm. or go for you know a a walk or whatever works for you that's that is something that's really gonna allow you to disconnect and to rest just for you yeah yeah. because i know we're we're both fans of jay shetty we've spoken about that before yeah Absolutely, always like, think like a monk or change my life. What a yeah, it's such an incredible. His on purpose podcast is oh, amazing. Unreal. It's like there's so many good little like snippets, isn't there? Oh, it's yeah. fa- it's, fa- it's, it's fantastic, and I'm, I, I'm a huge fan. But we, I remember one thing that really resonated with me. He mentioned about with self care. If you ask ask the question like in the hierarchy of family, where would you put yourself? And like, straight away, like, kids come first. Kelly, me, like. Yeah. Absolutely not. It's got to be that you are first, yeah. above your kids, above anything. And then, because back to that that thing, isn't it? If I'm looking after myself and I'm the best version of myself, I'm going to be a better father. I'm going to be a better husband. Da, 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 all of those things. But it's putting your own oxygen mask on first. You know, they say like when you're on a plane, like you you've got to look after yourself yeah. first. Yeah. And yeah. it's, it's, it's balance, feels we feel it? uncomfortable saying it out loud, yeah. but it is really true, isn't it? Because then you can support everyone else around you. But if yeah. you're an absolute, if you're completely drained, yeah. it's, it's... Everything tips you over the edge. You get irritable, yeah. <laughs> you get grumpy. You know, yeah. that Cut. happens, doesn't it? But yeah. I think people can go too far the other way. So they go, right, okay, I'm going to prioritise me first. <laughs> and then they're like, and I'm like, right, okay. Well, then we bring it back into coaching and we go, hold on a minute. It sounds like the balance is a little bit skewed here. Yeah. So it's kind of, it's a hard, it's a hard line because there's no, like this is how much time you spend for you and how much time you spend. Like, there's no kind of prescription. So it's really hard to then get the balance of, like, especially if you haven't done it before. Mm. If you haven't looked after yourself before, if you've always been bottom of the pile for everything Mm. and you've always done everything, you know, a lot of people don't just have family. Mm. It's then work. It's then everything else underneath. And then you might be, like, ninth or tenth (laughs) down the list. I think also it's just finding ways, isn't it, like, grabbing moments in your day like can you have walking meetings rather than sitting down in front yeah. of the computer you know can you um ha- you know can you do some gentle yoga stretches for like two minutes before you go into like another zoom call so that or or, or use the first minute of your meeting mm. just to just either breathe or let people just to properly arrive because you know going from back-to-back meetings often you're there physically but your mind is elsewhere and and shifting that kind of 
approach and that culture to say actually we want to use maybe the first minute of the meeting just to let either people do a bit of breathing let people arrive you know one or two word check in you know, how you're doing so that you've got that connectivity because if you're working a lot remotely there can very quickly be a disconnect can't there around how people are feeling so that you can meet them where they're at and you'll have a far more productive meeting if I know that Claire's you know done a tough mother and she's got <laughs> bruises on her arms <laughs> and she, she's in pain yeah. but we're gonna have a far so more productive and meaningful right? like conversation yeah. than if we just go right straight into work mode and you know your mind is elsewhere in the previous meeting it's going to be so much more effective for us to have that and is that sort of some of the advice that you're giving to businesses to say yeah this is this these are kind of our they're really top quick tips. hacks yeah they're really how, really how to get to know your team right yeah. like yeah. we have we do management coaching we instead of doing manager training where mm. you do like two or three days training we do manager coaching where it's two hours a month and within that we troubleshoot everything so like you know like i don't know how many people go on courses i go on quite a lot of courses i love i love learning things go on a course really buzzed by like all the stuff that you learn and then it goes on a resources file or it goes in a drawer and then i never see it again unless i do some embedding and so part of what we do is like how do you embed this stuff like how do you you know like we did something with a manager team really recently where they didn't realize that somebody had tinnitus in their team I have tinnitus and I know it's a pain in the ass. <laughs> and um, and so they were able to, like, just by doing some of the coaching tools that I was suggesting about kind of just getting to know, like, let's have a, at the beginning of the meeting, we fo- we're task-focused. We are, boom, 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 this meeting's about X, Y, Z. Boom, 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 boom. These are all the things we haven't done. Da, 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 da. And that's kind of how we run meetings and we think that that's okay. <laughs> it's not productive for people. People don't feel valued. They don't feel like... You care about them, and I think that's the biggest reason why a lot of people are leaving their jobs is they don't feel they don't feel that you care about them. So the biggest thing is just to kind of find out a bit about them, get to know them, their families, you know. Because like you, like you said, like I did a tough mudder at the weekend. <laughs> it was hard. Yeah. <laughs> it was tough, but it was fun. And so like you know, people of this week have been like, oh, how did it go? And you know, there's so much in terms of teamwork, collaboration, resilience that come into anything like that there's so many parallels mm. in lifestyle mm. things that we do in our lives that then you can relate into business and I, I don't think we need to it's about work-life integration rather than work-life balance I think a lot of people talk about these are the hours I'm at work these are the hours I'm not but actually life isn't like that anymore mm. it just ebbs and flows it ebbs and it? flows yeah. and it's like understanding I think the biggest thing is is about you know the hacks around notifications turn your notifications off you know, if you choose to spend an hour on a Sunday evening having a look at your email so that you're not, like, crazy busy on a Monday morning, that's your choice. You've made that choice, and that's going to help you be more productive on the Monday. But if you're reacting to messages over the weekend, you're not switching off. Yeah, and that's the difference. Yeah. It's like it's a very strategic way of working. And we've got um, – we use stress monitors, so I like the science behind this. Like, why – it's not just telling people what to do because – we know not to react to stuff but actually when you see it like we've got a graph and you can see your stress zones and people can see like if they're working into the evening they can see that their sleep isn't rested they can see you know like after a busy networking event after a busy day you can't just go into like another bit of admin or some deep work we call it talk about deep and shallow work right so you can't just go into doing something really heavy when you've been doing something really intense 
like my admin worker um, last week came with me to um, a business show and we did a business show 10 till 3 in Worthing and then she was going to go home and do work and I was like what are you doing no 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 that's not how we work like you're done for the day and she was like but I've still got two hours left on my day because she's now adapted to working nine to five ish but like I was like well no because actually this type of work is exhausting you need Mm -hmm. downtime like process stuff and take time for you and come back tomorrow refresh and we can do those other things yeah and I think morning and evening routines to, to, to try and nail those yeah. it's really hard yeah it's it? really hard especially like you know if you've got kids and again it's it's just kind of being kind of not too hard on yourself but having something in place that kind of kickstarts the day in the best possible way you know around you know sort of just having like a minute of breathing um and I've recently introduced Sam to like the six minute journal that I think is just the most oh, fantastic. Um, very, you know, sort of really, really great little three minutes in the morning, three minutes yeah, in the right. evening, just to get yourself into kind of like a positive frame of mind. Well, you know, what is, what are we grateful for? And then also like, what do we want? How do we want to come and show up wherever we're working? And that makes these tiny little like, you know, so that can basically equate to if you do a minute of breath work, a three minute journal, and maybe 10 minutes of like some form of like meditation or whatever your version is of meditation. It could be anything from, you know, drawing, writing, you know, exercise, um, knitting. Some people find that really therapeutic, whatever it is. And that's kind of what, you know, 15 minutes to start your day. And then if you can close your day off in a similar way to come come back to the things, what, what how's today gone that's been a really, really pos- positive thing? Have I know had like some little wins or you know is it that I've had a really meaningful conversation with someone whatever it is leave those thoughts at the end of the day as well in your mind so that we're not kind of getting sort of sucked into all of the negative noise and the the news and the fear-mongering that's going on because that's also just so important that you're starting your day in a really positive frame of mind and you're you're consciously saying because it's so easy to start watching TV isn't it at the end of the day and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that but just before you shift gears to go to bed what what are you going to do to kind of close the day off about around thinking about things that are great that's such great advice again that's only five minutes ten minutes you can do longer I I think (laughs) that's it though but I think that's it isn't it I had a conversation today so much taking this that we don't it's not this huge grand gesture that we've got to do right okay I've got to take care of my mental health I know that so I'm going to have to put this in place and this in place actually if we can't as whether you're a business owner or not as individuals if we can't allocate half an hour 15 minutes in the morning and the evening just for ourselves to be mindful of those things then what's going on like there's something you know we, 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 we must be able to so we well, get mind monkeys right so yeah. the mind monkeys have two things that they often throw at us do you know what they are Go on. time and money oh right yeah. I don't have the time I don't have the money and that is what our brain says to us all the time like if we're trying to do if we're trying to implement a new habit if we're trying to find time for ourselves anyone who says like like you say like there's three minute things there's six minute things there's like a whole list of things that you can do right and I was very much like you at one point I thought right self-care right I've got to go and do a a wellness day or I've got to go and like you know and all these things are brilliant right mental health day is a fantastic place to start to bring awareness to all of this stuff 
but what we talk about is like how do we get this into culture without it being a thing right so one of our big things at the moment within what we're doing is looking at gamification so how can we make the workday fun but still tick a few of these boxes without it being now we're going to do a little bit of mindfulness and now we need to take a lunch break you know lunch breaks are things that a lot of people don't take anymore because like it's seen as like a bit of some kind of hero status of like I'm going to work through my lunch I'm going to sit and eat my lunch at the computer and you can't see what people are doing that's the other mm. toxic behaviour yeah. isn't it people are they're living at work not working from home yeah. and you can pick up your laptop at any time do you remember and in lockdown where everyone used to like um, go for like their little walks and stuff um, you know some people in the, like when they used to commute to work they would literally leave the house <laughs> walk around the block with their suitcase and everything <laughs> like a briefcase mm. and then get back into work and go right now I've started work yeah. and for me when I had to in lockdown I used to have to go running ev- every day because I couldn't shift gears from like literally work, walking from my hard. sort of study through to like kitchen because I just for me I was just buzzing with work and mm. I had to kind of go right sort the kids out it's and get outside because get for me that's how I decompress is out yeah. in fresh air so yeah, it's and I'm so really true, lucky, like it? a bit like you. I've got a space at home that I can. Work. I've got like a home office in the garden, so I physically leave the house and I don't get bombarded with <laughs> things that I need to do at home as well. But like having that space to just be able to go right, okay, now I'm in work mode, but then there's a break that needs to happen because I can't be in work mode from such and such a time until such and such a time because it doesn't work. Like you, your brain, I think it's like 23 minutes or 25 minutes, your brain can actually concentrate for. So we're forcing our brains to concentrate for longer than we can. Mm. And so actually it feels counterproductive, but actually going for a five-minute walk around the block or 15-minute walk around the block, A, you're getting vitamin D <laughs> most of the time and it's not <laughs> pouring down with rain. Um, but even in the rain, there's all things. Um, yeah. yeah, there's you're so much about things, it. Yeah. And quite often you can then come back and go, right, now I'm going to focus on that task and you will just get it done. Whereas you might sit there and move the mouse or procrastinate. I'm very good at procrastinating. <laughs> especially things that I don't like doing. So, um, you know, there's so many little hacks that you can just, it actually creates that more productive kind of headspace things like pomodoro apps i don't know if you've heard of pomodoro no what's that pomodoro is great so it's a 25 it's an app but you can just do it yourself like it's a free app you don't have to pay for it um depending on how deep you want to go there's people that like um you can set tasks to it and things like that so you can do loads with it but i just use it as the timer and for those 25 minutes i'm not checking my emails I'm, unless I've got that as a task and I'm working through my emails in a methodical way I'm not checking like phone calls I'm not answering the phone I'm literally focusing on whatever that task is because they say it takes us between 13 and 20 minutes to come to try multitask and nine times out of ten I'm, I'm a sucker for this and I've had to turn my notifications off but if a notification comes in I'll be doing something and then something will come in and be like oh that's interesting and then I'll be doing that and then I'll be like oh that's interesting and then like before you know it you've had a whole day and you haven't really done anything and I listened <laughs> to actually a podcast with Jay Shetty and he was talking about that only 2% yeah. <laughs> people can actually effectively multitask it's so we really all have that we're <laughs> we I really good at as well, always we? believe that and I think um, again culturally that's an can be quite right. unhealthy to be this kind of like to celebrate like oh, I'm really good at multitasking yeah. and I'm a juggler I can, do, I can do all the things you need to be a single tasker things. and actually yeah. that can mean you can be right. so much more effective and so much more centered and balanced if but you doing those 25 minutes then possible. you take a five minute break and that could just be going to the toilet or making a cup of tea 
but up until that point like how many people check their phones on Facebook or LinkedIn or something yeah, you so know and there's always something to there's check, always something there? to yeah. check right and so if we're not careful like we do get swept into this kind of thinking we're being productive but we're not being productive space and mm. so like actually taking that five minutes away even though it feels counterproductive you're then going right what am I doing for my next 25 minutes and a bit like what you've said it's breaking it down into chunks so like if I'm doing something that requires like right, right report writing or something that I know is going to be longer than 25 minutes then I'll set two of them up so I'll go right okay I'm going to do two so I'm going to do an hour but I'm still going to take that five minutes in between I'm going to step away from the computer and I'm just going to, like, even if it's just a bit of grounding, like we talk about grounding techniques, even if it's just, like, looking around the room and staring out the window for a minute. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so many, I'm just very cool. We're going to have to wrap up, unfortunately, because we could talk about this all day. Yeah, Too much so good stuff easy, coming so out. But what I think I've learned from you both is that actually this doesn't have to be, we were talking about, you know, is it the affordability of businesses to try and help their staff with their mental health and actually you both said some really brilliant hacks that are really simple stuff that the smallest of businesses could put in in terms of asking people how they are before a meeting you know giving them some real top tips obviously we can direct them both to your websites as well to get in contact with you and give them something that they tangible that they can take away whether you're an individual or a business owner but if there was like one thing you were going to leave our audience with Cara what would it be um I think if you're if you're running multiple meetings, I would give people the opportunity at the beginning just to have one minute to either do some breath work, but to properly arrive and shift gears to come into that meeting. And I would ask everyone in that meeting one or two words describe how you're feeling. It doesn't have to turn into a big like sort of um, engagement and therapy session or anything like that. It's just to tune in to connect. And I think feeling connected has such a powerful um kind of that so it's so powerful with um with our with our mental well-being 100 percent. what about you claire communication so it's similar i think i think for me it's that communicating how you're feeling and how you're managing stuff as well as how other people like getting people to think about how they do this stuff because it doesn't have to be like you know, World Mental Health Day, we've got loads of free resources. There's loads of stuff out there for it. There's loads of things that you can do, and it's great to raise awareness, but actually just having, just talking about stuff, getting people to kind of talk about what's going on for them. Just talk. I love that. Yeah. Connection and communication. Thank you so much for coming on. This oh, has been absolutely you brilliant. Guys. You Come two again. have been awesome. Thank you. That's awesome. Lovely. And that is a wrap. Lindsay. Sam. That was great. I've got, we could have talked for hours because there is so much to talk about, but my kind of real key takeaways for everyone are about connection and communication, which are the great points that Claire made at the end, like how you connect to make people feel seen and heard. Yeah. And that's really important how you communicate as a business owner, regardless of the size of your business. Yeah, completely agree. And I think that for me, the main thing is that actually mindfulness is not, it doesn't have to be some massive grand gesture that you've got oh, I've got to dedicate X amount of hours to it. Sometimes it's just small things that to integrate into your day, whether Cara come up with a couple of great little things that you can do, just two minutes a day that that might help. And if we can't do that as not just as business owners, not just employees, but actually as individuals, as people, as a society, if we can't um get that into our day in some part there's something wrong so i think that's really really important so yeah look i loved it i thought it was brilliant um obviously world mental health day on the 10th of october so um 
yeah, I'm glad we got, got to have this chat. Definitely. And remember, if you're struggling or you want to talk to us about any of the topics that we talk about on the show, you can reach us on LinkedIn. My name is Lindsay Clay. I'm Sam Thomas. And we'll see you next time. See you next time.